0: On this week's GTA 6 O'Clock, everything that's happened in the seven days after the trailer, emerging theories discussed, and an exclusive interview with an ex-Rockstar animator. It's all here on this week's GTA 6 O'Clock. Hello and welcome to this week's GTA 6 O'Clock. It's been one week since the release of the trailer, so we're taking a look at some of the news that's followed its release today, some of our thoughts on the theories that have started to emerge, and, as you just heard at the top, we've spoken to an ex-Rockstar developer to get their thoughts on the trailer and give us a little insight into working at Rockstar Games. Joining me, as ever, to do all of that is Dan Dawkins. Good day
1: to you. Good day, good
0: day. So, yes. Lots to talk about this week. Uh, We're going to kick off with some interesting facts and figures. Um, Seven days, pretty much seven days after the launch of the trailer now. um, You will be unsurprised to learn that GTA 6 is an absolutely massive game (laughs) and has done loads of things for Rockstar, for Tom Petty, for the song. Um, So they're Rockstar Games YouTube subscribers, have increased by 2 million. Like, there were 2 million people not following Rockstar Games before the release of this trailer. Now there are 2 million more people. That's a 28% increase, up to 9.7 million in 24 hours.
1: That is absolutely boggling. And as people who have, in our our day-to-day lives, uh, launched YouTube channels, to scale that quickly might take any normal organisation, It could take years, to reach that level, if ever. Yes. Uh, you know, GTA 5 o'clock and now 6 o'clock is yet to reach that level. Yeah, come on, Smash guys. Smash that subscribe button, guys. Uh, we've got 2 million <laughs> subs to catch up on. Uh, it's just an amazing performance.
0: Yeah, it already matched the view count. Um, I mean, it's now exceeded the view count of the GTA 5 trailer. Uh, it's the, the most... It was The GTA 5 trailer was previously Rockstar's most viewed video on their channel. It's now, of course, the GTA 6 trailer. They beat Mr. Beast's record for the most views of a video in 24 hours, excluding music videos. Yes. Because those pesky boys at BTS, uh, I think, still just about hold that record. But it was very close.
1: Yeah, I did a bit of digging around the most viewed game trailers ever. I haven't got a full list from me right now, but the the, the staggering takeaway is that there's a Google Play mobile game that's like almost near the top of that list. Uh, There's certain things, like you say, it's wise to exclude, uh, particularly the music uh, videos. Uh, Mr. Beast was incredibly magnanimous about his defeat. I think he appreciates that GTA 6 is a once-round-the-mountain-every-12-years phenomenon. So he was simply pointing out, you've dinged me, guys. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it almost beat the BTS record, but not quite.
0: Um, It had... Close to, I think, 100 million views within 24 hours of it going live, which is 6.0, no, which is 4.16 million views an hour. People were watching that trailer for, as we said, mind boggling numbers. The song um, Love is a Long Road by Tom Petty has seen a streaming increase of 36,000 percent on Spotify compared to this time last week. Um, And then to top it all off, to celebrate the launch of Grand Theft Auto, Spotify has released a Grand Theft Auto radio playlist in collaboration with Rockstar, which I'm sure will feature that track.
1: Yes. And can I also say, if you're on Spotify looking for that soundtrack, why not search for the excellent GTA 6 O'Clock podcast? Because we're now on Spotify. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that shameless link while we were talking about Spotify. A question I wanted to put into the ether was... These numbers are absolutely mind-blowing. Even though part of you expected it to be the biggest launch ever, it's still mind-blowing. This is on the back of what would can only be described as a leak and a botched launch. Now, do you think, and you know, we'll never know the reverse case, do you think the leak helped or hurt where they could have got had it launched at the uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time as originally planned?
0: I think the stats around the views in 24 hours probably will be similar. The views within the first few hours probably would have been a lot different because as people heard about it, found it, went to view it, you know, it took them not that long. As we said last week, 10 to 15 minutes to release it officially once it started going around Twitter and other social networks. I think if there'd been the moment at UK time, 2 p.m., everyone huddled around their various laptops, computers, uh, work machines, wherever they can find to take a break to watch it, that initial spike in how many people watched it within the first hour probably would have been a lot higher. I don't know if the 24 hours or the 12 hours would have made a difference from people watching it when they woke up that morning as opposed to watching it that afternoon. I guess they, you know, they might have had more time to watch it multiple times but i don't think they would have broken the record had it been released at 2 p.m
1: yeah it's really we'll never know the reverse case what i think is clear is what a cultural phenomenon gta Mm. really was everywhere absolutely everywhere
0: yeah i mean you only have to look at once they had announced that the trailer was coming with that background and very minimalist text Mm. that then every well not everyone Quite a lot of other studios were doing announcements at a similar time and just ripped it off and just copied it. And everyone was on a pastely background with, you know, I think there was a, a Halo one. I think Fortnite did it. It's just like, oh, rock stars. If that works for them, let's try it for us. OK, so let's move on then to now we've had time to digest everything. We've had seven days of looking at the trailer over and over again. There's a few points from our breakdown episode that we should go over. Kicking it off with something that we didn't get to at the time. The fun fact about Florida that was named La Florida or The Flowery by a Spanish explorer called Juan Ponce de Leon, which would suggest that that's how Rockstar ended up with the Leon, you know, Liadina. Is that what we're going to say? I think I'm going to say it's pronounced Leonida,
1: like Florida. Leonida. Leonida. You going for that? I, I in my mind, I say Leonida, but maybe I'm too enamored to the Greek gods and Roman emperors, which sounds more correct, like Leonidas. Um, but I, I agree with you, like it's Florida. Should it be Leonida? Leonida? Uh, this is a what conversation from other days. So we sit here pronouncing it a thousand different ways.
0: Big debate in the comments.
1: Let us know <laughs> how you are saying it. Yeah. Until it gets said out loud by Rockstar, I guess we just have to wait. We do not know. I was going to say quickly, shout out to people who went into the comments on our trailer breakdown to politely correct us on a few uh, issues, which we, we completely expected because we were reacting to the trailer almost cold. You know, it was mm-hmm. like within a few hours we hadn't uh, even assembled our own thoughts. We wanted to get something out there. Uh, big shout out to the, the uh, commenter who literally lives in Florida, who pointed out that we may have got in a muddle while we were discussing... Uh, where the lake sits relative to the city and various different things that was a really great comment we'll see if we can dig that one out for you Uh, and a shout out to people who are pointing out to me this is me uh, my mia culpa where people were saying i was describing uh, lucia as latino and it should be latina there you go so i am sorry and i've learned thank you
0: yes and on that point um we have gone back and had a look through some of most all of your comments and one of the things that came up was this scene that we will get producer nathan to put up on screen with the car meet uh, and them doing donuts around does look very much like it is the filming of a music video or at least the backdrop for that social media clip with the two ladies on the car dancing we put them side by side you can actually see people on top of the car in that clip so that's something that we missed great spot all of you thanks for pointing that out one of the other moments in that social media clip was the gator incident going into the uh, restaurant yeah. or uh, department store. That actually did happen in real life. Like we said, pretty much all of those moments from the social media clips are real life incidents that have now been interpreted into the world of GTA. Uh, I think there's been a great video. Someone's basically matched them up side by yeah. side, and you yeah. can see them. At, that they are exactly the same. The thing that I found out about that Gator incident, which, if it is the right one, that actually happened much further north than where, you know, Vice City is and Miami is. Like it happened up near Tampa. Okay. Up near Tampa Bay. Now, we know, obviously, that Rockstar can move things around, and obviously, that doesn't hap- have to happen like for like in the game as it did in real life. But there are. The suggestions flying around that there could be multiple cities or at least multiple larger dwellings yeah in gta 6 and if they were going to do something could the map be even bigger than people have started thinking about like we will see and we will
1: definitely discuss that in future episodes i think it's a near certainty that the map is bigger than we believe and this was certainly the feeling from the comments particularly from the florida resident who'd commented on what we'd said as james says we will do an episode dedicated entirely to what we believe uh, of the map you can already look on dedicated gta communities and there's about five different flavors of maps doing the round some are based entirely on what we know from the trailer so it's like this is the factual map as far as we know there are maps based on what we saw in the leaks you know they're really extensive leaks so unless they fundamentally rewired the geography of the game it feels like there's probably some pretty good clues in there Mm -hmm. Uh, and then some based more on real life geography and the way things people were compact the thing is if all the five different flavors of map they're not really that different so For better or for worse, I feel like we're going to be able to build a quite compelling picture of what the world of like Leonido looks like really soon. And we'll dedicate a full episode to that. And to be fair, even going back to GTA 5 and when we were doing GTA 5 o'clock, the GTA mapping community wasn't as sophisticated then probably. And even then they basically nailed the map. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I think that we're in a position to probably spell out a pretty good picture, maybe too good for some people, but it will be an interesting episode.
0: Yeah. And on that point, I think you know some people are going to say that it's impossible to have multiple cities like big cities because of the hardware limitations. But as a brilliant segue, as you're about to hear in this upcoming interview, we have Rockstar are really good at pushing the limits of current hardware and tech and finding new ways to make things work. So it's not, I don't think, out of the question that they can find a way to, especially now everything's on SSDs and its streaming tech is much better. They could find a way to load something in very quickly as you're traveling to it and it not be an extreme hardware limitation. Like We will see, but yeah, as I said, a brilliant segue into the next part of the show, which is... Uh, An interview, a special interview, with Mike York, who's an ex-rockstar animator. He worked on GTA 5. He worked on Red Dead Redemption 2. He's also worked on other huge titles, including God of War and Mortal Kombat. You can probably see some of his work on screen now. I do mention this in the interview, but it is worth saying that what we are about to hear are just Mike's opinions. They're based on his personal experience while he was there at that specific point in time. Things have changed quite a lot over time or maybe they haven't but you know that is the kind of information that we don't have so this is purely from mike's point of view you may have seen a recent video on his channel which is called york's reacts we'll put a link in the description which is him reacting to the trailer that has now had over 650,000 views at the time of recording Uh, he discusses some elements of the trailer so we thought that it would be great to speak to him directly And I started by asking him what he did while he was working at Rockstar. So, Mike, thanks for coming on and talking to us. It's great to have you with us. Hello.
2: No, thank you. Awesome.
0: Uh, We're going to go through a few things here uh, based on your time at Rockstar. Now, I'm going to caveat all of this with that you don't work at Rockstar anymore, but you are (laughs) still an animator in the industry, right?
2: Yeah, I'm currently working at a a company called Highwire Games
0: cool so with that being said what we're discussing here is is just your opinions and you know speculation based on the experience you have and had at the time like does that about cover where we're going to be at
2: yeah i appreciate that by the way (laughs) just just for (laughs) legality reasons or something yeah
0: yeah Yeah, no worries um so then for our our listeners and viewers uh do you just want to give them a quick overview of what you did when you were working at rockstar and how you got there and then what that led to and what you do now
2: sure um so the the most of the time i was there i was doing nothing but animation and um a lot of times it was motion capture cleanup so it was you know those guys in the spandex suits with the balls Mm -hmm. and clean you know and it gets spit on to michael or trevor or whoever and then it gets brought into my program uh or the program we were using which is motion builder a lot of companies use motion builder i'm currently using that at the company i'm at right now um and then I would take that motion and, and, and perfect it and blend it and I would animate the fingers really well and I would clean up the feet, we have a lot of, you know, you get spongy feet sometimes on a mocap stage from, the, from them walking on pads uh, when they're doing stunts or any kind of thing like that so you clean up everything and make it look, you know. And I did a lot of stuff on GTA actually, a lot of different things, uh, little cycles, so like if you were like uh, like there's missions where you like, uh, you know, there's like a guy in GTA five, I forget what his name is, but he's like skydiving and he's got and you meet up with him on like the top of the roof at, mm-hmm. on one mission and on another mission you meet with him. He's like on the back of this. Uh, um, it's like a truck and the uh, loading dock truck thing. And before you meet him, he needs to play an animation of like him waiting there for you. And and so a lot of animations I did were like that. I would like make this like big cycle, a big cycle, uh, a thousand frames or something really long um, that you could break out of kind of at any moment um, once you get close to the guy, right? Once you're like four feet away, he'll go uh, like, uh, it's in gta 5 but the, when he walked home he goes hey what's up pussy <laughs> that's what he says to, that's what the guy says to you and the, the game is like really uh, sometimes animations are not like huge or they're not you don't feel like they're big and impactful in a game but they are they're all it's everything is a little a piece of of the pie and so i don't mind doing any of them uh they're they're all kind of a piece of it i did a lot of the mime if you've seen the mime in there um I did a whole bunch of animations with the mime. And what was cool with the mime, uh, what was really interesting was the, m- the motion capture, the motion capture actor, They the the mime was a real mime. So we hired a real mime and the mime was really good. <laughs> he, he was phenomenal at, at, at acting and doing the mime stuff. But not only that, he was great for motion capture and animation because he saved us time. And the reason why I say that is because we had him in like these positions where he would like, he would do all this stuff. And then he'd go into this little position. He would like drop his arm and go like that, like a little robot. And then he'd go into a little, you know, another motion that we hired him to do or whatever, right? But what was nice was that he would come back to the exact same position as when he started like almost perfectly because he was so good at like knowing where his body was in three dimensional space because of being a mime of of, of his type job type. And so like I would come back to my desk and I would come to clean up his animations and I would make a starting pose, you know, and then he would do all his motion and I go to paste in his end pose and he would just go. And he just moved like a tiny bit, and I'd go, wow. So I did a lot of different stuff like that. Um, I did character switches. I animated a lot of character switches. Every time you switch to Franklin, you switch to Michael. Mm -hmm. It'll play a little animation until you're able to, like, walk forward. It'll show Franklin eating chips in his apartment. That's one of them I did. Um, Michael, he's, like, by a thing and flicks his cigar. There's a whole bunch of different ones we all kind of worked on. Trevor wakes yeah, up well, on the beach. I think you might have seen it in my demo reel. There's a bunch of different stuff like that. Yeah, um, I remember all of those things. Like it's crazy to. <laughs> the,
0: well, as soon as you mention them, I'm like, yeah, I like, do remember that happening. I was just to say, like, we'll probably get into it in a minute. But the the mime you mentioned was in one of the really early trailers for GTA Five, right? So is that? I think so. Yeah, I,
2: I, I have to go watch back. <laughs> at the, I need to go look at those. I need to go because I remember a couple of my shots are in trailers. Yeah. I think awesome. there's some stuff in RDR2 trailer as well that I had in there as well just some tiny stuff of like this uh, coyote grabbing a uh, a squirrel he a coyote comes and like catches a squirrel and runs off and it's like in the but it's a small piece you know
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, that's really great so obviously when you were you were working there on a GTA game like what I mean you've just briefly touched on it but like what's that like like what's the the vibe like is it uh how do you how do you go about
2: your working day well for me I, i only can speak for me right of course and 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 when i was at the studio i was one of the most hyped guys there about what was going on because i was like you know and these guys are fans of the game too right don't get me wrong a lot of the the people that are at these studios they wouldn't be working at rockstar if they're not fans of the game but they were also when i came over there they had also a lot of them have been there for a while they've already worked on the games like max Payne and hits and done all this stuff they got so i was like a giddy kid over there i would be really excited when we dropped a trailer or whatever and i would look around and go oh my god you know so many views we got oh my like when we released gta 5 whoa i could i was blown away at that the amount of um copies we sold within 24 hours but a lot of people around me they weren't that impressed they're like yeah it's cool yeah, it's cool. I'm like, no, 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 you guys don't realize how I'm, you made know? <laughs> you. But I was like a kid, you know, like they were more used to it than I was, I think, and and you know, I was starstruck.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: And
0: like, so the, what are those moments like, do you remember, like launch day, was, was everybody in the studio and, and looking at numbers or was everyone just
2: sort of, like you say, a few people just nonchalantly like,
0: yeah, it's launch day, whatever.
2: Uh, well, honestly, there's certain groups of but yeah, it depends. Like we had like a bit, uh, like a meeting thing, I believe. I if I vaguely remember, we had like a you know like one of those like calls, uh, like a you know team view call type of thing with yeah. a bunch of people, where they uh, watched it and that type of thing. Um, but it's it's a whole nother vibe over there. It's different as far as like when a trailer releases and and whatnot. A lot of times, uh, a trailer what you all everyone on the company will see the trailer multiple times before it's even shown. But over there, a lot of the employees, you know, we don't even see the trailer until the day of just like you guys. And it's like, what? So a lot of people are, at the company are excited to see it. They can't wait to, to pop it open and when it launches, they're watching it right with you. Um, and that might just be one of those things to mitigate any kind of leaks or any kind of, you know, um, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times, you know the trailer will just be kind of shown to uh the people that are working on the trailer internally
0: yeah Yeah, that's really interesting like because i saw a load of people from you know rockstar saying things on twitter when the gta 6 trailer leaked Oh, it would have been really cool to have that moment and experience it all with you guys and i you know assumed that they were just and you know as we said at the beginning this is just what happened when you were there. Things might have changed now. They're working on six, but I yeah, exactly. assumed, you know, that they would have all seen it and been excited by it. But if that's still happening, then they they genuinely were waiting <laughs> to watch it with everybody else. Yep, yeah, they probably were. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And do you what do you think the reception to the leak would have been like internally? Because I guess back in the day, like that stuff didn't really ever happen. Especially at Rockstar. Like they're well, so watertight.
2: You got to remember or people have to remember that Rockstar takes a lot of precautions to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay, so like when I was over there like crazy, you know, in fun fact or whatever, I, I would be working and I-, I-, I had a stand-up desk at one point where me goes up and I could stand up. Well, now my monitors are higher, right? And one of the bosses or somebody was like hey 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 like no 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 put your put your thing down put cup break and i'm like what? And I'm like wait, we're like in our own company. I'm thinking what do you mean? Who's going to see it? My other employees, you know? He's like no no the window. And I'm like what? I'm like oh. Yeah, he's right. You could probably see me or my monitor through the window if you were like had a uh a drone or you were like Mm. at a certain angle and you're looking, you could probably see it, right? And so that's a big, and so I immediately went over and like closed the blinds and did everything, you know? And I realized, eh, I thought, geez, that's really like trying to be, wow, I can't even. And then like a month later or something like that, a couple months later, there was a drone caught flying outside of our building. and, And we were pretty sure that they were trying to look inside the windows of the building to see what we were working on. And that's how how much you have to be careful, and that's how why you don't have an address posted online of where the studio is located or any of this stuff because the fans of Rockstar are rabid. And I've never seen any fan base more dedicated to trying to get a leak than the Rockstar fan base. Secrecy is one of the most important things at rockstar and there's for a good reason so a lot of to me like okay you brought up that leak okay you asked me like my opinion on the leak or something about the g i'll give you my opinion on the current leak and the current leak on gta 6 is a shame it's a bomber because here's the thing they're not ready like when when that when that person came in and sniped a whole bunch of footage and like just directly leaked it of a that is like super in progress. You don't even know what you're looking at half the time. That could have been a character that was wasn't even the, 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 the final model of what they they might have had the final model, but it wasn't even being used in that build. They were just testing something like you never know. And then all the audience is like basing it off of what they just saw. And with Rockstar, they, they sh- you know, we will show the people will show it when they're ready. And, and, and I wish the whole fan base would respect that in a sense and, and just wait like all of the rest of us do. That have, Like like me, I just, I just wait until the, I don't ask no questions. I don't, you know, because it's really important in our field to keep it secret because guess what? When you keep it secret, when it finally comes out, it makes it so much more impactful. Like people are blown away because they have no idea what they're going to see but if they see little pieces of it they 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 you know they they build assumptions and they oh it's going to be a female protagonist i wish they knew nothing until this the day that this trailer got released i wish the entire world knew absolutely nothing because all those guys work so hard over there to keep it a secret and and work so hard on on only knowing it's a female protagonist or whatever you know right and this is a big part of the game and they want to kind of keep that close by until release you know and so when something gets leaked man it's just such a bummer especially this one yeah that's what i mean that's what we've been saying on the show as well is like wouldn't it
0: have been so much cooler to have not known anything about it had it all the speculation leading up to it, and then go, "Oh my god, it's back in Vice City. It's modern
2: day." Although exactly. it's a woman, exactly. Like... Even not digging. So, like, I know this a lot about maybe what your channel might do and other channels, right? They dig to try to find out what might be in the game or whatnot. But by doing that, you're 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 picking a you're looking under the Christmas tree, you're you're peeking under the Christmas tree, and you're looking at the presents in mom's closet before Christmas. And if you just wait for christmas man oh right and like that's why a lot of my reaction videos uh i would say 98 percent of them there's like one or two i have to film again uh because of a difficulty but almost every one of them is a legit i'm seeing that for the first time and then right after that i'm recording like the whole recording process is like almost one take what you're seeing is what you get from me like this is exactly what what's happening right so Um, keeps it authentic um, I feel
0: Awesome Well I wanted to talk to you about the most recent trailer and I know you've done a reaction on your channel which we'll put a link to in in the comments below but there's a couple of things in there I wanted to talk to you about briefly Um, and one of the things you mentioned was uh, well what I wanted to ask was how much of that do you believe is like what you think would be in game or at least in engine and when you were there on GTA 5 is is that always a thing for you know GTA trailers to contain that sort of footage as opposed to you know pre-recorded pre-rendered stuff
2: yeah from from my personal experience and what my you know personal opinion is on what all the new tr- footage that's in the trailer i believe is probably all 100% in game I think that all of it is is all running kind of like i like in my latest video i explained it's running in real time per se right mm-hmm. but they're probably doing some things to to boost up density of shadows and and different things to just help it a bit for the trailer it doesn't mean that it's not in it's not in there like that um uh, Like I was saying in in my video, you could probably drive a car like if if they accidentally messed up their coding and they let a car come through that area and let a green light go and let cars just flow through there. Guess what? There'll be cars flowing in there and, and running into them. Right. But they have to deliberately go in there and turn off cars, turn off this, which you can do in the engine. You can go, in, you know, a lot of these game engines like Unreal. Everybody has it. It's not just Rockstar kind of proprietary. Right. These are all things that you can do in a game engine uh, to test a game. If you're in there, um, let's say this wasn't Rockstar, right? Um, It's Ubisoft, and they're working on, uh, what's that game, Watchdogs. In that game engine, they probably have a button to turn off all the cars, turn off all the trees, turn off, you know, or put low trees. And when you hit low trees, it only puts, you know, some trees, but not every tree that you're going to see when you actually physically play the game. Um so I think yes I think all the stuff that's in the trailer is actual in-game footage from their engine running there and when we see the final game it's going to probably be really close to that if not better it's probably going to be better Great
0: um and so when you were working on it was there a sense that uh, that GTA 5 and and I assume then in six when it comes out in a year or so is like are they pushing the consoles already like to the limit was was five pushing you know the well i guess it came out on playstation
2: three, three. was crazy yeah.
0: to think about
2: but. which is exact. you answered your own question yes it was it was it was it was Think of it like a towel that you get wet and you're draining every last drop out of the towel. I remember sitting around people that were like, I mean, every little megabyte you could get out of like for memory. Oh, if we do this, like that's what's so smart about the guys over there is they they've been doing it for so long. They know little places to cut corners or, or ideas to to you know oh we can take away this and then it'll give us a biggest boost on or a bigger boost on this part of the game and you know they figure out all these little solutions um, to stuff and each generation they try to do that um, and you want to it's like one of those things you want to do it anyway it's almost like a no brainer because. You have only so much space on a hard drive. You have only so much. One. And the more stuff you can squeeze out of it, the, the higher resolution your character's face can be in the game and, and whatnot, right? So if you figure out something that saves a bunch of uh, polygons being able to shown on the screen or whatnot by hiding a trash can in the background or doing these certain things that will boost up the scene – then you want to do them in that moment. Just like Last of U- My best example is, is games like Naughty Dog does, like Last of Us and Uncharted and, and whatnot, because they're putting you in this little pocket of the game. And that's why it's so detailed. Because you're only being seen or shown a tiny bit. You're not seeing a whole city of people walking around and milling about. If you're seeing a whole city of people, every one of those dudes needs animations. They all need this. They all need that. And that just bogs down the entire machine, the entire game. And that's, like I said in my my recent video, that's what makes their stuff so impressive it's like not only do their characters look pretty good but they got 70 of them walking around right now in the (laughs) the scene right yeah go ahead another developer tries to do that they're gonna have like 30 of them and they're still like because they haven't found out like these really unique ways of optimization and you know
0: obviously with all of the the gta games the the observations of america and in Six's case, Florida have always been like a key part of the game. Like (laughs) what's your take on the depiction of
2: Miami that we've seen so far? I love it. I think it's really neat (laughs) because you're seeing a little slice of America that's raw and, and, and And that's what I want to see from GTA. I was really worried that they were going to, you know, put a filter on themselves on this game and and be kind of, scared because of all the cancellations that's been going on with different companies and different things that they say and it's really easy for people to take what they do the wrong way in a game mm-hmm. but everybody has to remember it's a, it's a game it's just a game it's not it's all satirical you know comedic yeah. they're just poking fun they're just having fun and that that's why I, but people take it too far sometimes but in their case I think in in Florida, like you can't take it. Like a lot of that stuff really happened. I saw the video recently, and these things really go down in Florida. And that's why I even mentioned in my video, like this probably happened. <laughs> like this stuff happens all the time in some of these places. When I lived in um, Beverly Hills, so I was, I lived in Beverly Hills for a little while, and I was just driving one day, and I look over, and there's a naked man, uh, and, and he was acting all. And just walking down the street, sassy, like, shaking his hips. And I'm going, and everyone around him was just looking at him like, there's a naked guy right now just walking down the street. What is happening? And because he was in a certain part of the of Beverly Hills or in that area where, like, you know, a bunch of weirdos hang out and a bunch of, and it's very interesting, uh, Melrose, for instance, Melrose Avenue you could do a whole GTA right in that area. I'm telling you, Melrose is always different. There's always weird people milling around. Where I live now, in Denver, Colorado, oh dude, you could do a bunch of cool stuff downtown. Because there's characters that like yeah. hang out there. So I love it. I love what they do in there. I hope they, don't, they never, um, you know when people say, don't change, don't ever change. I hope Rockstar doesn't ever change. Um, but it's hard not to, because a lot of the people have left, including mm. myself, Right? A lot of people that contributed to the feel and the, the stuff that a lot of people love are gone. They're at different companies, uh, a lot of them.
0: And yeah, a lot like, of them. Um, go ahead. A lot of the, the higher-ups, right? Like Leslie yeah. Benzies and Dan Hauser and uh, Imran Shahwa, Like, Do you think that's, that's changed or, or would have had an impact on the
2: creative direction and that kind of stuff? I personally think yes. Uh, yeah, big time. And only because... I- from my understanding, you know, these higher up people, Okay, like I don't know this, so I don't take, don't take this as fact per se. I don't know if this is what really happened. It's just how it kind of felt was that the higher ups were the ones who wrote the story and we were just executing the story. We were just creating their, their sandbox for them. They're the ones that had the ideas of, oh, there's going to be a guy like this. He's going to be like this. He's going to be in this part of the city. We want these type of animations on him. And blah, 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 blah. Well, those type of guys are gone. Yeah. They're, um, there's new guys in their place that are, that are, you know, probably fans of the game and, and work to other studios or whatnot. But they, the original dudes that are, like you said, I think Leslie Benzies and different, you know, a lot of those guys had a big say in... How, what came out in the final product especially Sam and Dan Houser I mean those are the owners of the company so I'm sure they would have the biggest say in what was going on over there so yeah I would think that it changed a, a lot yeah, but yeah. we'll see when it comes out right We it'll probably still have that feel so you were there obviously well for for the launch of GTA 5 and for the launch of, of Red Dead 2 no well, I was there for the launch of GTA Five, but I left re- like halfway in between Red Dead Two or something.
0: Right. Okay. Um, so, do do you know? Do you get a sense of? I think you you touched on it earlier, but like key decisions that were made for things that were gonna be in the trailer, or like the process of oh, okay, we're gonna make a trailer. It's gonna come out on this day. Therefore, we need this, this, and this. Or was it was it all sort of just
2: on your task list, and you just did things, and then it was like oh
0: that bit made it into
2: the trailer yeah a lot of times uh, the trailer's just it. a lot of times the trailers in every a lot of games not just including Rockstar but a lot of times the trailer's composed of a bunch of different stuff from the game it's random bits of everything so yeah you know, like I said I worked on the coyote uh, catching the, the squirrel or whatever and I had no idea it was going to even go into the trailer no clue until I saw the trailer and was like oh snap there's my animation hell yeah Right? But I didn't know at all. Um, Because someone else probably took my animation, put it on a coyote, put it in there, put special cameras around it, special lighting. They made like their own little vignette, they call it, their own little scene to use for the trailer uh, with assets that are kind of already kind of been done. Or, you know, sometimes it's like that. Um, That's why sometimes you'll see like a scene in a trailer in a game and like it'll look a certain way. And then you go into the game, you're like, it's a little different like and then you're like oh like that's not there anymore and they put something else here because by the time the game came out they changed a bunch of different stuff and they've reorganized you know it just depends a lot of times what they make for the trailer is is some of the pieces are kind of catered toward the trailer a little bit Mm -hmm. like in my latest video i was talking about that with the flamingos like in game you might have 20 flamingos around but in the trailer, let's put like sixty of them, and let's have some flying behind, and you know, because it's gonna look really epic in the trailer. But we don't really need that many of them when we're in there and <laughs> going through. That. It'll still be okay. People are not gonna be mad that there's six, not sixty flamingos per se, right?
0: Yeah, right. It's more about like the vibe and the feeling. Yeah,
2: you're painting a a a, tra- a a picture sort of with the trailer, the best one you can. Yeah, man. Like walking down like
0: Ocean View with all the neons in the hotels and, and i've been there raining. personally
2: i know what it's like i've been there you know i've walked around there i've had dinner right on those along the beach on the places over there so i can't wait to play the game and be like oh what? you know like look at because they they have a good way of like replicating what's in real life sometimes yeah totally yeah. um
0: it's just i wanted to get your your final thoughts on the trailer from you know from being a dev at the studio to now being a fan like you've said in your videos like uh, like as a fan, like what were your, what were your, well Anna, Anna's a developer, I guess. What, sure. were the, did you have some favorite scenes in it? What was your final takeaway?
2: I think the most thing I'm excited about is the the setup, the story, the the, the protagonist feel, the 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 male and female ride or die, Bonnie and Clyde style. At least that's I. That's what I think they're doing. I have no yeah, th- that's idea what they doing. Yeah. yeah. It and and that excites me because I, I I think that like that opens up a different style of gameplay for them a mm-hmm. little bit. A lot of times it's been like this one person that you play and and you know and whether it be Max Payne or, or the different games, um, you you're playing as one protagonist even if you're switching between them sort of. You still feel like you're like this one dude. And I just feel like this one is like a team. It might be a team effort between you and him. And then that creates a bunch of new drama, a bunch of cool uh, cutscenes, a bunch of cool scenes that are gonna make a really good story out of this game, I feel. So that's what I'm excited about. Like after watching the trailer, what I took from it was like, ooh, they're going a little bit different here. Like, yeah, they're gonna give you the city vibe. You can walk around, you can do this. You can punch the guy on the, that's playing guitar on the side of the street or whatever, right? But I think they might bring something very different like, I, these are my – I'm just going to throw out a prediction, by the way, because I had a, a thought today. I thought, ooh, what if they did this? That would be dope because they have character switching, right? You switch between mm-hmm. Franklin, Trevor, and if you played the game, GTA 5 at the very last scene, the very last epilogue or whatever, the mission, you're constantly switching between them, and you're fucking – oh, my God. It's like the most gnarly mission ever. Right, Ever in video games. I remember when we we released that game and I played it and I played the whole mission all the way through. I was like, this is the most epic mission in gaming history ever. And at that time it was because there was nothing like it. Switching between the three characters like as soon as this one was going crazy. Oh my God, get over to Michael. Oh, Oh my God, get over to Franklin. It was gnarly. And I have a feeling it would be really cool in this new one that it's Bonnie and Clyde style. You're switching between her outside the window and then you switch to him and you're like driving and you 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 you, you know you're like both in the car but you're switching between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know? And I thought I thought that would be really fun. That would be a little different. But who knows what they're going to do with it. And the most part I'm excited about too is the strangers. Mm. There's gonna be so many cool, unique missions, dude. I'm telling you, I guarantee it. Because they do a lot of like research and on that stuff, and then they'll like look for like unique characters, and then ha- build like a big background story behind them. And I love that stuff because you, a lot of times you'll just drive by it and you won't even know that. Ooh, you could have went and talked to that guy and did whatever. And there's a secret in GTA V that people didn't know for so long, and I thought it was just part of the game. But Trevor, outside of his Uh, what do you call it his trailer Mm. there's a rag on the table and it's in my animation on my demo reel but you can pick the rag up and sniff the rag and then you pass out well i remember that you didn't know that as a player like there was no like hey go sniff the rag yeah you just like kind of walked around his thing and you're like oh what's this and you like pick it up, and all of a sudden it plays this animation, and you and you end up like on the and that's cool because that's like a secret thing, sort of. No one even they don't ask you to go there. They don't do any. I can't wait for that stuff in the new yeah. one. Yeah, 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 It's gonna be it's gonna be so awesome. Well, like I mean, if we're if we're talking about
0: secrets, I feel it'd be remiss of me and our audience not to. Mentioned the Mount Chiliad mystery from from GTA Yeah, 5. yeah, uh-huh, uh huh, uh huh. Like us and the rest of the community looked into that for so long. <laughs> like,
2: is that the one with the with the ape guy? The the
0: with, is with the picture at the top of the mountain. Oh, like okay, the big pyramid of, of yeah. Things. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and there's yeah. a
2: big metal door that you can never get into. That's uh, funny. See, there's a lot I, of stuff I didn't know about, by the way.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my question. Like, I, I. Did you ever know, was it discussed, that was there was ever anything planned for that beyond just a mule at the top of the mountain? No,
2: no. A lot of the stuff uh, I would hear wind of or something. So, like, uh, one time someone walked by and they're like, dude, did you know there's, like, 50 spacecraft Particles strewn all over the thing, and apparently, we're gonna let everybody find them. It's like some kind of mission where people gotta go find these spaceship parts all around the world. And I'm like, what? That's kind of cool, but I never went and found them myself. I tried to even do it, I bought like or I got the book that like shows you where they're all at, but I, I you know, it's hard. Like, to anybody that's like, oh, I 100% of that game, I'm all <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, that's a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that, yeah
0: I remember that. <laughs> collecting the spacecraft mission. Parts, uh, yeah, there's like parts like a, and stuff. And, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Like a there's a mission. lot of
2: hidden stuff in the game. You know, there was stuff in the game that never made it into the game that I can't talk about that I thought, oh my God, this is going in the game? What? Um, yeah, great. Well, yeah, that, that,
0: that Chiliad one will, will stick with us forever, I think. And if it will forever be a mystery of like what it was meant to be, if anything
2: we think that's just really cool like when i was at the studio uh it like hide something and then wait for years for people to find it you know that that's kind of neat i i like that stuff it's it's cool man
0: yeah yeah that's awesome um well i i think that that about wraps it up for us here uh all right thank you so much for for talking to us you can check mike out on his youtube channel which is youtube.com forward slash at york reacts we'll put a link in the description you should go over there check out his channel have a look at some of the videos click subscribe hit the bell do all of those nice things uh throw your support his way it's free Um, (laughs) it's free drop a comment um go over there let him know we sent you so he, he knows where everyone's come from um but uh mike thanks again so much it's been really insightful great to have you on the show um good luck with everything and hopefully we'll speak to you soon
2: yeah thank you james keep in touch.
0: So there we are. I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks again to Mike. It was great to talk to him. And as I said just then, go over to his channel and let him know that we sent you. If there's anyone else you'd like us to speak to about GTA 6, please do let us know in the comments and we will try our best to hook up another interview if that is something you are keen to hear on. Dan, just quickly before we go, wanted to get your thoughts on that interview. Uh, was there anything that you wanted to call out specifically?
1: I think there were lots of little Details that were fascinating, and I think this is the level of insight we don't normally get from Rockstar. We must stress, like you said before the interview began, this is a former Rockstar employee, so it's quite possible that the Rockstar of today is not the Rockstar of yesterday, uh, the culture might be different, et etc. Et but I think there's certain realities of working in a large dev studio, you know, of hundreds if not thousands of people that, that are hard to escape from, uh one of many things that jumped out to me one was them um, when he confirmed essentially in a company that large there will be people who work on the game and have been part of the studio but who will have literally not seen the trailer until the day of the presentation and i think this was something that came through in the react there was a lot of reactions from rockstar devs you could read on x or twitter mm. on the night and unsurprisingly for a lot of them there was a real sense of disappointment well, i think internally when you probably work so hard particularly in to a degree a siloed way i imagine where you're working as an animator or an audio engineer and you've got your little patch you, you you walk you don't get to see the big picture and someone else in this giant organism is creating this and i think there's you you would have wanted to do like a watch party like everyone else and gone and that's why i've worked so flipping hard and i think it was, there was a palpable sense of sadness on his part for everyone who he may or may not have worked with before you know who knows the composition of the studio but a, a sense of sadness that they didn't get to share that moment and that extended to all of us in the world where I think we all felt that that just that nagging sense that if only we could have all gone popcorn moment sit down you know here's the big theater reveal but we can't rewind history still thought it was interesting to hear him confirm that
0: yeah um, and you're right it definitely did seem that a lot of the people were, like disappointed that they didn't get to be you know, in an office or in an environment together with people who had also worked on that game and being like right this is the time and because then you know the reaction videos and everything is going to be so spread out and sporadic they don't get that kind of thing of going okay now let's watch Twitch and see everyone talking about it like just because you know they've missed that moment so disappointing and you can really understand like you say you know if a lot of the people in that studio haven't seen the trailer that they would have really wanted to to be there with their co-workers and be like, OK, let's launch the thing.
1: Let's see what people think. And I also know that, for example, Rockstar employees listen to this show and they've contacted us to say we listen to this show and, you know, keep doing the good work. Uh, first of all, thank you for making the game. <laughs> uh, that, that's quite earnest. And, you know, I hope you can find something in this show because we, we're all about bringing people together to celebrate it. Uh, the, to extend from the that sense of paranoia and secrecy and it's such a shame that got ruined there was a marvelous anecdote I think within that interview where he talked about working at his desk and having a stand-up desk and having his monitor visible and someone had pulled him up on it and said like you can't do that and he was like well who's gonna see it we're in an office full of star employees what on earth is the problem um, and he'd been told well you know look out the window And there'd been uh, apparently an incident of people flying drones outside the office, because, you know, in an office of that scale, that's very definitely, it's not that difficult to find where the Rockstar office is. So people could, you know, go outside or or do whatever. This sort of thing is probably a real concern. And whether it's renegade YouTubers, or whether it's other companies, or, or God knows who, there's a huge, you know, commercial and critical advantage in knowing what's going on at Rockstar. So That is the level of paranoia.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to note that it's definitely not just Rockstar. Like, you know, we've been speaking to people in the industry for ages now, you know, like 10, 15 years, and Mm. interviewing loads of developers and stuff. And that happens all the time. It's why, you know, nearly all of the game development studios are basically dark most of the time when you walk in and it's like, oh, why aren't any of the lights on? Why are all the blinds shut? It's because they are all in just, you know, city centres and that kind of thing and you can quite easily if you wanted to walk past a window and maybe see something you shouldn't if all the blinds are open so it's not just Rockstar I'm sure at Rockstar it's you know even more stringent but it definitely that kind of security happens everywhere and I think that's an important note on you know everything Mike was saying in that interview isn't wasn't he wasn't just drawing on his experiences of Rockstar he was drawing on his experiences across the yes. industry and like all of that things that he was talking about are present everywhere, at every studio that he's been in, I felt.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a, a comedic aside. I remember going to a famous Japanese development studio where at the center of the studio, uh, there is a tiny, it's Konami, right? It's Konami. There's <laughs> a time. There's a tiny, what? Ca- there's a tiny cartoon, Not cartoon, a tiny van, you know, like a dinky toy or a miniature toy. And it's a replica of the original van that Konami began from. Uh, And I was in the studio. It's like, oh, look, it's a tiny thing. And I went over to it and it was honestly like I was about to touch the crown jewels. You would have thought, you know, something really amazing had happened. And I was pulled back. Don't take pictures. Don't do this. And that's it. That's a tiny car. You can only imagine the levels of secrecy around these games that are, you know, in in the case of GTA, a multi-billion dollar proposition. Secrecy is utterly paramount. Uh, A few other details I thought were really interesting from your chat. uh, Loads of great bits. One was him being quite clear in his view that he felt, this is his view obviously, that it was 100% in-game. And that was based on, I guess, his experience and his gut. Uh, James and I were discussing this off-air. We've seen a lot of games, as of you all, we, you know, you've manipulated within-game cameras and uh, trailer editors. It seems very plausible. Everything we've seen is in-game. I do believe that some of it is like manipulation, as in it's almost like the Instagram filter version of the reality of that game. Like when we play it, it will be in traditional camera angles and look. You know, I am mortal. See me bleed. Like all video games, there's a sort of slight reality crash when you see the ux on screen but i think it was nice to hear him state emphatically i believe this is in game let's see but i you know, i believe him
0: yeah i think what uh well, well the sense that i got he was trying to put across was it is in game but obviously there's things and techniques that studios can use to make those in-game shots look slightly better like if you see people standing on a street corner they can turn all the cars off so they don't have to render all the cars and they can use some of that render processing to make the faces look better or the trees look a bit yeah. better like that kind of thing is probably happening uh, but essentially I think he believed that they are in-game models and they are just you know there was just some nice camera and lighting effects going on but nothing that you wouldn't be able to replicate in the game with you know maybe there's some more background details in there or something but it's pretty much got the sense that that should be how it's going to look if not better because you know we've got another 12 to 16 months to wait depending on when it comes out uh you, know, you never know what might launch by then like the the latest rumors are that there'll be a PS4 PS5 Pro by then and is that going to push the hardware limits a bit more
1: I <sighs> <laughs> Let's see. Who knows? I mean, it's gonna. It looks good enough. I'm happy. You know. Please don't spend any more longer fiddling with it because we want it this side of 2025. <laughs> so you know that that's all good. Uh, one other key thing I thought was really interesting. We asked because we we've been on this journey as well. And when we've been to Rockstar North, we met Leslie Benzes. We've interviewed him, Sawa, who was like in charge of uh, a lot of the GTA Online growth. Uh, Dan Hauser. Dan Hauser. You know, is Sam Hauser. President, co-founder of Rockstar's brother, who left the company as we described in, you know, much debated circumstances a few years ago. Dan was unequivocally one of the editorial and voice leads. He he wrote. I've seen Ned Luke, you know, Mike from um, Michael, sometimes called Mike. like He's one of my mates. <laughs> Mike from GTA Five. Michael from GTA Five. I saw him interviewed recently, where someone had said to him, "How significant do you think it is that Dan Hauser is no longer part of Rockstar. Now, Ned Luke, knowing where his bread is buttered, obviously deferred relentlessly, but did say, I will tell you what, that guy wrote almost everything. And he said, like, he wrote prolifically. And this is also confirmed uh, from your chat. It was quite clear that there was a central operation centre of people who were, like, essentially driving the bus. Now, that's, there's nothing nefarious about that. I think that's the way studios have to be structured. If you got you, what you're essentially building in a video game is like the long tall ships of our age, these incredible constructions, like a huge digital building site. You can't have a thousand people all deciding the story something different or there's a different mm. direction to take. You know, for better or for worse, some people have to put the bricks in place according to very strict instructions. I think that's just the way things are. You can't relitigate every decision with a thousand person democracy. but I still think it's it's very interesting. How would have GTA 6 looked had those characters been still in place or left? This may be a story that doesn't get told for a decade. But, and it might also be the story of why GTA 6 has basically taken so long to emerge. But that central leadership team that were clearly driving the car have dissolved.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing to point out, Ned Luke, a uh, recent commenter on one of our Twitter posts uh, on GTA 6 o'clock, uh, who, when we posted the reaction video saying we've done uh, an 80-minute breakdown, commented saying, you only did 80 minutes, you need to up your game. So there you go. <laughs> so, what just for you, Ned, we will make the next breakdown video two hours long.
1: Classic Mike, is what I say <laughs> to it, that. Classic
0: your mate Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <commenting on laughs> Thank our you, prayers.
1: Ned. That's really lovely. Um, yeah, please, please come on our show sometime. We'd love to have you on the show.
0: Oh, yes, please, 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 please. Uh, one final thing before we go. I did, as you would have heard, ask uh, Mike about the Mount Chiliad mystery and if there were any plans around that. I think he he didn't really know. Uh, he definitely didn't give us any extra insight into that. Uh, didn't There didn't seem to be any big talk within the studio of like, oh, this is the massive secret. Um, so we will keep digging. We will eventually find out one day whether there was anything there or not, uh, but this wasn't the time
1: to do it. Oh, and I, I just can't not leap in on this because I love that bit of the interview. Obviously, at that point, when you asked him those questions, it was like someone had leapt in and done the mind wipe spray, like like Men in Black. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I can't remember that specifically. Uh, what he did say is, though, they, they would openly discuss internally the things they plan to put in as easter eggs um, like when they talked about the ufo parts mm. and he was saying there were things they planned that he was like no way and like things that actually never made it into the game eventually he wouldn't tell us what they were but it shows that there is this level of like easter eggery and threading throughout gta we can only expect that to get at gta 6. Talking about conspiracies, and there's always so much to talk about in GTA and GTA 6, what we've started doing is giving you new ways to listen to the show. We appreciate that, like last week, our 80-minute trailer breakdown, as brilliant as every minute was, is quite a heavy lift. So what we started doing is sharing the show uh, in highlights and cutout form. So if you head to our Twitter account, you will often see little one minute clip outs which are just talking very directly about things we've talked about in the show, like you know, one line, one story. You can also head to the Future Game Show or you know, FGS channel on YouTube, which is our, our sister channel, and they are hosting longer clips. So for example, this week, if you head to the Future Game Show YouTube channel, you will find a clip, which is about eight minutes, of James discussing his theories just about social media, how it works in GTA 6. And if you hop on now, you should have some stuff from us both batting back and forth about what we think the plot will be. Uh, We're experimenting with this format. Let us know what you think. But we wanted to provide another way into the show, particularly if you wanted to kind of dive in and hear our thoughts about story or map or whatever. Uh, That will be on the Future Game Show channel every week. And, of course, you still get the full Fat episode every week on our regular channel.
0: Okay, I think that about wraps up this week's episode. Thank you, as always, very much for watching. Please let us know what you think in the comments below. As we said, let us know about anyone you would like us to interview in the future. Mike's friend, uh, Dan's friend. Mike's friend, (laughs) Dan. Well,
1: that's how he refers to me. He can call me Dan Daniel. It's absolutely fine, Mike. (laughs) Uh, let us know in the comments Uh, please trundle along and
0: follow us on twitter or x at gta v o'clock we haven't quite added in the extra i in there but you will find it if you search for gta six o'clock and we will see you again next week for another episode of gta six o'clock